0: Hey, this is Kara. And Nick. And we are here today with a really special guest. Um, This is someone I fell in love with in one of my classes that I went to through Foster. Her name is Amy Bates. And um, I'll let her introduce herself a little bit, but you will fall in love instantly.
1: I always love a chance to talk about foster care and my kids so it works out perfectly so tell
0: us about your family you have a very unique and amazing family
1: i do and we like it that way um we have eight children that we've adopted through foster care and then two biological children and so their ages range from 24 to 9. Um, a lot of teenagers in there right now, which makes life fun and lots of emotions and <laughs> exciting at all times. Um, We—I've been fo- a foster parent for 20 years now. Um, I've—we fostered about 87 children in our home. We actually have a little boy that's staying with us right now, which makes life fun because we have a little little kid that likes the excitement of kids' stuff, which I miss in our home a little bit, and so that's been a lot of fun as well. So. That's kind of a little bit about me. And then I work with Utah Foster Care Foundation as well, um, which I love. Um, I get to talk to prospective foster parents and tell them about foster care and some of the joys and some of the challenges. And also train new foster parents. So it's a, a job that has my whole heart.
2: And if you're listening and you thought maybe you heard that wrong, you didn't. She said 87
1: over 20 years, though it's not like all at once. So. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it 87 works out. <laughs> foster children have come through your home.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's unbelievable.
1: Well, some have been really short term, and some have been longer. Um, but yes, we've and I, I think it's important to keep track of the numbers because those numbers reflect a child. And so one of the things I do is write on my calendar each child's birthday. So even though they've left our home. We can kind of think about them on that day and remember them because um, to me it's not how many children have come, but the actual child that's come, I don't ever want to forget. I appreciate those times that I've had with those children and so I want to remember each of them.
2: Hmm. It's amazing.
0: Tell me a little bit about how you and your husband came around to doing foster, what inspired you?
1: So my grandmother was actually a foster mom, forever ago. (laughs) And she had a little girl for two years that she desperately wanted to adopt. She had five boys and fostered this little girl. Um, But back then, they really didn't encourage foster parents to adopt. They didn't understand how important it was that the children not be moved around a lot. And so we've come a long way since then because that's not the policy now. So when the little girl became eligible for adoption, Um, The state made her leave and my grandmother always talked um, with such a tender heart and just um, really wanting to know how this little girl's life turned out. And so when I got older and Facebook was a thing, (laughs) I did a little stalking on there and I was actually able to find the girl with a little bit of information my grandmother had and I was able to reconnect them. And it was fascinating to me because um, the girl obviously, now a mother herself, um, she was able to say she very much remembered being in my grandmother's home even though she was young and that, the feeling that she had in my grandmother's home, although she went to a great adoptive home, um, some of those feelings that she had she remembered and she wanted to replicate in her own home. And it by that time I was already a foster parent, by the time I had reunited the two, but it really solidified to me that no matter how long a child is in your home, you can make a difference and, and you can bring that light and that love to that child That and them an opportunity to see life maybe differently than they'd ever seen it before and so that's just one of the reasons why i started fostering
0: i love that kind
1: of a family thing
0: so did you have your biological kids before you started fostering how did you decide how to grow your family so
1: now um i had started taking the foster parent classes before i got married and then we got engaged and um and just kind of went forward with the process and so we had a child live with us before our our first one was born and it's just kind of something my kids have always grown up with they don't really know much difference they um one time, my two little girls were playing downstairs and with their dolls, and they were like, "Okay, well, you be the a caseworker, and you come visit me, and <laughs> and I'll be the birth." <laughs> you know, they had this whole scenario going up. I'm like, "Oh, this is your life. This is their life. That's, this is kind of reality. That is, was reality of, for that them. is that what just, that, yeah. that is their reality, and I'm okay with that." They had kids coming in and out of the home all throughout their um, growing up years, and um, not that my kids are perfect by any means, but I do think it gave them a very good understanding of how um, lucky they were, and, and they learned to work with people from different cultures and different backgrounds, and um, all in all, I think it's been a good experience for my children, just to kind of, that was our norm. We just always have done it, and it's just what they expect is to wake up in the morning and have another brother and sister in the home (laughs) and they're good about that in some ways and other ways that you know they struggle a little bit sometimes depending on the child but they're pretty it's kind of their norm so they're okay with it.
2: I remember one of the first concerns that was resolved for me um, as a prospective foster parent was something that you had told Kara or I don't know if you told Kara if she heard you say it but my concern was, what does it mean for our our current children that are already in our home if we were to bring foster parents into our home? And she mentioned something that you said, where it could be it could actually be very positive experience for your kids. It can help your kids see a, you know, learn that empathy and learn learn how to. Um, you know just a different experience it can be a very positive impact it doesn't always have to be something that you're worried about having a negative impact and in your case like you just said it's been very positive for for your biological children
1: overwhelmingly positive um obviously it's been positive because we've been able to adopt and grow our family that way and and i wouldn't have it any other way i can't imagine our life without our children that are ours forever um, but it's been positive just to have children come into our home and have discussions that maybe we yeah. wouldn't have had otherwise yeah. um, when we have family discussions about not doing drugs or alcohol yeah. you know in excess especially that my kids are very clear on why that is <laughs> um, when we have discussions about violence my kids have some very clear um, Real world. Real world ideas. And I like that. I like that we get to have those discussions in our home versus them learning about it someplace else. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time we were having a discussion about there was some, some things going on at the middle school with drugs being brought in. And so I was talking specifically about this and we had two little boys that were staying with us just for a short time. And we were talking about what to do if you found the drugs and blah, blah, blah. And and they said, well, what do you do if you um, find the drugs and you tell your parents and then they use them? I thought, and my kids kind of laughed thinking they were being silly. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of looked around and they thought, that's their world. That's really what is a concern to them is that if they found drugs, their parents might use them rather than turn them into the police, and so we got to have a discussion about who do you turn it into if you can't turn it into your parents, and and I thought it was really good for my children to have that experience and see, um, see something from a different light that they never would have considered before. Mm-hmm. So overall, it's been overwhelmingly positive for my children. Well,
2: and that piece of advice was not only was it good advice, but because it was coming from you, it really resonated with me because you're someone who has a very large sample size of data. You've probably seen it all with that many kids coming through your home. Yes, <laughs> we've so seen a lot. <laughs> that was a that was a really, um, that message resonated with me and really resolved that concern. And Good. that's become a reality. The kids that we have come brought into our home have been positive impact on our, on our um, biological children.
1: I love that. I do think it makes our children more empathetic. Another time I remember my son um, was only about seven or eight years old and we had a child come in that was very anxious about being there. It was a a very scary event for him. And I was trying to talk to the caseworker and get some information and this little boy was just very heightened at elevated stress level. And he was kind of walking around and I don't know anyone here, I don't have any friends, I don't know what to do. And my 8-year-old just walked up to him and put his arm around him and said, I'll be your friend. Aww. And I thought, you know, yes, there's some hard parts about foster care, but that my 8-year-old could reach out of his comfort zone and offer that comfort to another child, to me, it made foster care all worth it just for the benefit it was having on my child. Well, it
2: makes you feel like you're killing it as a parent. Absolutely. <laughs> to watch your kids react that way yes. and to have those skills and to, and to have that sense of awareness, this There's somebody in need here, and I can help. And you're just like, I'm killing it as a parent.
1: Absolutely. And I remember actually something that I heard you say that was, I love it that there's a social problem, and we can fix it as a family. Like, we can say, here's a problem in our area, and this is what we can do as a family to solve that. And I thought, that's so true, that we can teach our children, even at eight, that they can have an impact on the world and really make a positive change in it. That's great.
0: And like you say, it's just such a really cool way to, you know, for instance, they have, you can set up pioneer treks where you go through and you go and get dressed up and you kind of learn how to have empathy for someone, But, but nobody actually gets benefited from that except for the person doing it. But this opportunity, you actually get to learn about some hard things about life, learn how to love people, and then that person gets
1: to feel loved and so everyone wins. Absolutely. It's like
2: an exponential impact.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, sharing your room, sharing your toys, sharing your mom, sharing, you know, all of those things. I can't, I don't think you can go wrong with teaching your children to share and have compassion and, and to kind of stretch a little bit. You know, I think with my teenagers, sometimes it is a little bit of a stretch for them to look outside themselves and, Sometimes I'm not quite as proud as I was of that example because they're teenagers and, you know, they're great teenagers, but they're teenagers. And so sometimes it's hard for them to stretch and, and share those things. But I, I think as a parent, that's kind of my role is to help them stretch a little bit. And I love that they can do that in our home and in a way that I think benefits the society as, as a whole. So tell me
0: when you, so you were going to the foster classes, you met your husband
1: we were actually dating. You were already dating. Mm -hmm. So
0: how did he just come into it organically
1: or how did that happen for him? Yeah. I had just mentioned that on our first date that I, that was something that was really important to me and he asked me for a second date. So I figured he was all in, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it just is kind of something that he grew with. Um, I think it was something that he struggled with like a lot of people do, you know, you have one spouse that's really gung-ho, and one spouse that's not quite sure, but over the years, um, he's just kind of grown with it, and those children are his, and he loves them. And well,
2: pick one of his concerns, maybe one thing that he struggled with, and then how he...
1: Um, I think, uh, like a lot of people, just the effect that it would have on, on kids. our biological yeah. children. Just air quotes. Say. Yeah, air I know. quotes. I never air. know what to say. Because, <laughs> you know, we, I'm very... On whoever's in my home is my child. (laughs) And that's a
2: reality. That's something that I want to stress because that's a situation that that I've seen is you, once they're there and they're yours, they're yours, and there's zero difference. And you wonder, you wonder before you're in that situation if that's the way it's going to be. And that's the way it is. Isn't that amazing? Once once (laughs) they're under your stewardship, it's like, you know, I'll do anything for this one just like I do anything. For the one with my DNA, you know?
1: I think the word foster care is kind of scary to people, but when you realize that what you're doing is taking a child into your home, Mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit more easy. And then Mm -hmm. when you have that child, you're like, Oh, this is just a child that needs love. (laughs) I could do that. I'm already doing with it with it with the children I have in my home, right? And so it's just so easy to just say, Oh, well, yeah, Yeah. foster care seems really scary, but a child to love that I can do, you know, and then I'm with you, I just, you know, I've had people say, well, which ones are your real children, I'm like, well, (laughs) none of them have fake laundry, (laughs) and they they sure eat a lot of real food, so uh, they're all mine, (laughs) you know, and I'm just very clear about that, because I think it's I think it's important, A, the words that we use and how we describe our children, and I think it's important that we understand that um, foster parents are are real parents, and even though they may be in our home for just a short time, um, we care for them just as much as we care for the other children. In yeah, our I think
2: home. you said, I have 10 children. Some are adopted, some came the, old, old-fashioned, the old-fashioned way. old-fashioned way,
1: yep. <laughs> yep. And then we have some that are just there for a while, and, you know, and each and every one of them. I, I think that's one of the reasons I keep track of the numbers, because not not so I can say, look at me, I've had so many, but yeah. because each and every one of them matter. They're yeah. Each mm-hmm. and every one of them I cared and loved about, and um, whether they were in our home for a week or whether they were in our home for longer, they became my Thank child, you. and I care and love about them. Just like the others. So.
0: My son said, which was your easiest birth? And I said, it's got to be Brayden or Anna. <laughs> I know. Those ones I just wasn't even a spectator for.
1: <laughs> those, those were awesome. Just a breeze yes, for me. Yes, absolutely. I tell my biological children that, yeah, you owe me. You owe me more than you some of owe the other me. ones. yeah, exactly. <laughs> there were some pains there.
2: You know, I remember as vividly the day we picked up Brayden. It's this kind of a similar feeling as the day our other kids were born. Like, I'll never forget the, the day we first pulled him out of the van and brought him in our house.
1: Yeah. I love that each of them have a story. Mm-hmm. And whether it's from birth or whether it's from foster care, each of them have a story of coming to your home. And yeah. I think it's important that you share those with them and that they recognize that each, although different, were unique and special and wonderful. And You know, they came to your home, and and really, in the end, that's what matters. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really cool when you see all the stars align and just feel like this is where you were meant to be. And I have that feeling so strong with mine, just that that this is the home you were meant to be in one way or another. Absolutely. And we're just so grateful to have you.
1: Yes. My littlest one, we had a, a story like that. Um, he was shaken when he was um, one years old, and so he was up in the hospital. And they didn't try to find a foster home for several months because they weren't sure he was going to survive. Mm. And our one of our older children was also shaken and has some pretty severe disabilities. And so they called and asked if I would um, be the foster parent for this little boy. And at the time, our age range was older children because kind of gotten out of babies. My youngest, you know, I think was six or seven at the time, and I just thought... Babies. We're no, I've though. done a lot of babies. <laughs> we can do people that don't need diapers now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, we prayed about it and felt incredibly strong that he was supposed to be a part of our family. And I thought, that's not true. I don't care. <laughs> I cannot do this. This is just too hard. And now he's my son, and he's um, absolutely perfect. He was. I have no doubt that he was meant to be in our home, and that he. Um, kind of completed us and that, um, you know, God knew better than I did what we needed. <laughs> and so I'm so grateful I listened because I can't imagine our home without that little caboose that <laughs> just absolutely drives me crazy most days. And it just He's is so, so cute. perfect. <laughs> yes. So we're very grateful. Yes. They just are kind of, I very firmly believe that children that are meant to be in your home find a way to your home. And, and you know that when they're there and, and it feels just as right as when your biological children come.
0: Absolutely, I feel the same way. So on this journey, have you had any any times when you were surprised? I think that's something that when I'm looking into thinking about doing something, I wanna know like what are the surprises that I that I wouldn't have thought of?
1: Surprises, that's a really good question. I just think um, surprises, one of them is just how much I've really come to appreciate birth parents. Um, I mm. think when I first started, It was a very hard thing for me to understand that they could make some of these poor choices and still love their children. And so, you know, the trainers all told me that and I thought, oh, well, okay, maybe. But as I've seen many, many times, um, these children could come from horrific, horrific stories and backgrounds. And when I meet their parents, they absolutely love their children. Mm. It has nothing to do, the choices that they made, which have been poor, absolutely, have nothing to do with the love that they have for their child. And I think I didn't understand that fully when I became a foster parent. I was really kind of um, scared of the birth parents. They generally lived a very different lifestyle than I did. I was scared of the impact they would have on my children, on the safety factor. Um, but over the years, I've just seen more and more how these parents absolutely want to get their children back. Some of them have been in foster care themselves. Some of them have some pretty significant drug addiction issues. Um, I guess I've just been surprised about that they absolutely love their children. Whether Mm -hmm. or not they can end up having the child come back and live in their home safely or not has nothing to do with the fact that they love them. Mm -hmm. And I really just, you know, I've grown up a lot. And Mm -hmm. been able to kind of understand that a little bit better. And I would say that was one of the biggest surprises, is that they're just people. They've Mm -hmm. made poor choices, absolutely. They've hurt my children, and that that can be really difficult for me Mm -hmm. to overcome and work with. Um, But in the end, they're just a mom or a dad that love their kids. Yeah.
2: I feel the same way. I've been on that exact same journey, where how could you, why do you do this? Why... You know, and it's really not decisions that when it comes to their kids, and when it comes to how they've hurt them, those are not decisions that they genuinely want to make. Mm-hmm. It's a byproduct of other decisions that they've made that, you know, forces the behavior to. Unfortunately, it falls on the on the on the kids. But you're right when you see them with their kids, or you can see their genuine love that they have for their kids, and you go, well, how, how can you act like this and treat them like this? Yeah. It's a really, it's a really hard thing to understand and to explain, but it's true. They, it is. I, I mean, it was, it would have been devastating for us if we weren't able to keep Brayden. It would have been. But when that permanency came through and and we did get to keep him, I was devastated for his mom. And I didn't think that I would be, but I was.
1: That um, court date where termination of parental rights is always such a hard one and a wonderful one for me, Mm -hmm. knowing that I'm going to be adopting, because absolutely I want that child to stay with me and I love that child desperately. But to see the pain that a parent has to go through on that date is, is incredibly hard or their birth dates, you know every yeah. birthday I just oh, happy birthday this is so wonderful. I'm so glad And then a part of my mom heart just fills for those moms that aren't there to be able to wish them happy yeah. birthday because they're missing out on some amazing children yeah
0: Well, and I told Nick too, when I was thinking about it, if something were to happen to he and I and our kids, you know, had to be taken away for whatever reason. Just thinking about all the people that would be there to take them in our lives. So to know that they that they don't have anyone and that so strangers had to step in. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you a little understanding of maybe why they're in the
1: situation that they're in in the first place. Absolutely, I guess as my kids have developed empathy, I have as well because mm-hmm. oftentimes uh, these parents just didn't have that role model Mm -hmm. that I was blessed to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And they didn't have the understanding and the knowledge of how to raise a child. Uh, You know, if you were put in a closet for time out, then it just kind of would be natural Mm -hmm. that you would do the same for your child, right? Or the parents that I've had that have been in foster care themselves with very little stability. I think I can understand that a lot more rather than just looking at the poor choices they're making right Mm -hmm. this second. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's really important to understand the circumstances that surround the whole situation, and once you do, boy, it's a tough, it's a tough deal.
0: Just, it's so interesting how the closer you get to something, in some ways, the harder to see it as black and white, and that's, I think, because so few things are black and white. You know, some, of, it's really easy from afar to say that's a bad decision. Why did you do that? You know, but. The closer you get and the more you get to know someone, the more you see just a
1: complicated human
0: being that needs
1: love. Probably doing the best they can do. Yeah, exactly. How can you fault someone when they're doing the best they can do? Yeah.
2: So here at the Love is Never Wasted podcast and the Love is Never Wasted foundation, what Karen and I are trying to accomplish is to kind of just get the message out about foster care. If there was a message that you wanted to share, if there was a, I don't know, a myth that you wanted to bust or a something that you would like to... Um,
1: set the record straight. Set the
2: record straight about foster care and fostering, what would it be?
1: Well, um, I think the, the name of your foundation is one of them. Love is never wasted. I think a lot of times people um, think, how can I do this? How can I give them back? How can I make a difference in their life? And I think anytime you're giving love and and trying your best, that's not going to be a wasteful thing. But I think if I had to choose one, I would choose that these are children. A lot of times we say foster kids, and that kind of gives them a bad, um, a bad rep, I guess. Um, really what we're dealing with is children, and absolutely, some of them can have some pretty big Behaviors because they're going some pretty big significant trauma and losses in their life um, when we look at the child rather than the behavior or we look at the child rather than where they came from All we're seeing is a child that needs love and that's easy to do I mean most of us, you know, we can give love to a child That's not hard when we think oh, how do I do it with with this behavior? Or how do I do it because they've been exposed to drugs or alcohol or how do I do it? When you put all that aside and you just look at a little child that needs some love or a teenager that needs some love, I tell you what, as as a foster parent, the best thing is watching people be successful with a little bit of help from me, and I don't often, you know, I'm not doing any miracle work here, but just that consistency and that love and the um, helping them. I have a teenage girl that was able to be the first one in her family to graduate from high school. How amazing is that? To be able to watch her on stage, walk, walk across the stage and get her diploma was one of the highlights of my foster care time um, because it was such an accomplishment for her Um, or being able to see a mom have her children come back to her and them be able to be safe and successful how amazing to know that you're a part just a small part of a family being put back together I'm such a strong believer in families so the idea that I could have a part in helping a family stay together and be successful is pretty significant to me. But then just looking at the actual child itself, I just think sometimes children in foster care and probably especially teens just get that bad rap and I think they're not any not any, you know, my biological teenagers drive me just as crazy as my children I have in care or the children that we've adopted. You know, all teens are going to have some bumps up and downs uh, on the road. Um, but those teens need someone to guide them just as much as your teens need someone to guide them. And they, in the end, it's just a child that needs love. And when we could take away all those labels and all those um, negative connotations and just look into that beautiful child's eyes and just recognize that they just need love, then I think foster parents are successful and, and people can get over that kind of fear of, of the word foster care. Mm-hmm.
0: And just like you said, successful, to me, so many people want to see that, oh, okay, um, the kid was headed for, you know, becoming...
2: They want to see the blind side.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then they, they took this route. Now they're graduated from yeah. college You know and gonna get an amazing job and all of that which may not be the route and 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 what if it isn't and what if they do go on to have a you know a somewhat difficult life nevertheless even with that love imagine to me i just think imagine what that life would have been like without that love and a hard life someone with a hard life needs love as much or more than anyone else Mm -hmm. and maybe that is their trajectory and maybe and maybe that's just the way that it is but that doesn't mean that you weren't a successful parent or that you aren't i think the success is in in unconditional love and as long as you have that you know that their life is better for it and it's something that you could never
1: quantify.
2: Regardless of the measurable results that exactly. come out. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I just have a quick story. Just because my son who moved out, he was adopted um, later on in his life. And he's definitely had some struggles. Um, and he moved out of the home when he turned 18. Because, you know, everything's better when you turn 18. And <laughs> you can. I, I did the same thing, so I get it. But he's definitely struggled. Um, but because we were able to focus, and, and not always, but at the end, I was able to really focus on the relationship and not his behaviors. Um, when he struggled last night, he had someone to go to. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the most important thing because nope, he hasn't um, chosen the path that I would chose from him. He's chosen a path that makes his life a little bit harder. But the fact that he knows where to come to yeah. when he needs someone to give him a hug or some food <laughs> to get him by until the next paycheck, to me that's a success That's
2: success. It, he's
1: not a star football player <laughs> but if he would have stayed in that in his birth home um, I don't know that he would have A. made it this far in life and I know for a fact that he wouldn't have a stable home to come home to um, when he needs that extra hug and so as I give him a hug as he's leaving uh, I released a little bit early because you know he's a little he's a boy and I just thought it was a quick mom hug he leaned in to that hug and he sat there for a minute with it. And I thought, my boy, with his long hair and with his r- ripped-up jeans and with, <laughs> with all of his stuff going on, just needs a mom's hug. And I was so grateful that we had developed a relationship where he knew where to get that mom's hug from. And it made everything worth it. That's a success to me. Well,
2: I don't know where we go from there. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's the, that's the deal right there. Maybe I'll put you on the spot real quick. Okay. <laughs> it is Friday. Do you have a fun fact for us? Ooh, I've been doing some... Re- I don't know if you still do this, <laughs> but I know you used to do it or you have done it. You did Fun Fact Fridays.
1: Yes, we have. Oh, <laughs> gosh, I don't have one right now. Fun Fact That's Friday. That's okay. You know what? I'll, I will just say there are children in foster care. I don't think people understand this, that they come from our own area. So in Iron County, there's 100 children in foster care. Washington County, there's children in our own Community. In, that, this
2: is in southwest Utah. In
1: southwestern Utah, yes. So thank you. Um, there are children in our own community, your own community, wherever you live, that need homes. They're not children that are coming from other places. Um, They're children that need homes from your churches, from your schools, from from wherever, your neighborhood. Everywhere
2: in the country. Everywhere in
1: the country. And so um, I would just, I think a lot of times people don't understand that they are kids in your neighborhood. And so if I had to share a fact, that would be it. Is that, you know, you're not having an impact far, far away. You know, they don't have to look very far to find the children. <laughs> they're usually your neighbors, they're usually the children in your schools, and, and they are the ones that are needing a place to call home. I love that. I do too. It's really easy to just live
0: your life and not see all the people in pain right around you. And it gives you know, an opportunity. I know, that's something
2: that's people, you know, when I, when I tell people that we're foster parents or that we've adopted, well, where are they from? Where did you, you know, mm-hmm. where are they from? I said, yeah, well, absolutely. right here, and they Walk they away. they're a little surprised at first, and you know, and then I get the opportunity to tell them, you should do it, and and there's a very high likelihood that well, your placement will be from here too, mm-hmm. so I, I I think people want to think that um, their area is immune from from that, and I don't think there's a corner of the earth where where there is immunity not to uh-huh. that.
0: yeah, well that was a beautiful interview thank you so much for sharing some of your heart with us I know you inspired me and really changed my life just hearing some of your stories and just the way that you love your children is so it's so beautiful and inspiring and um, just makes me love you yeah I don't know thank if you. we'll
2: ever have a more inspiring guest on the podcast <sighs> oh, um,
1: <laughs> well I uh, did you envision
2: that. that many kids coming through your home in 20 years was that the plan
1: I never did, but I am. I am so grateful that I. I can't see what is the plan because you know you may think that's too much, and if that's right for you, then you know there's higher powers that know what is right for your family. And I can't imagine our life without all the children that we've been blessed to get to meet with and the families that we've been able to be a part of. We're well, just
2: you're a real-life superhero. Oh, There's I definitely no doubt don't about know it. about
1: that, but <laughs> I'll take it. Like I said, I have a lot of teenagers in the home, so my self-esteem right is, now you is really it. low, so I will take all this <laughs> great compliments because then I go home and, you know, I'm just mom. I'm just regular. <laughs> exactly, so thank you very much. Thank I appreciate you. the time. Thank you. We appreciate you, really appreciate you. Uh, being
2: here. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening.
0: Be sure to head over to oh, yeah. loveisneverwasted.com. Follow up. Oh sorry. I always do that. Loveisneverwasted.org.
2: But com will get you right to the video, the film. True. So that's good.
0: Or will get you to both. And then follow us on social media, love is never wasted on Instagram. And um, support us by sharing this episode and giving us some stars. Some comments. Comments. It all helps spread the word, which might get to someone that really, really needs this in their life.
2: All right. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.